Well, hey everyone, welcome back to the Leadership Lessons Podcast. My name is Pastor Daniel Williams, and I am excited for you to be here once again with me. If we have not met, man, so glad that you've come across this podcast, whether it be video or audio. It's always a pleasure to spend time with church leaders, those that are serving God, doing things that God has called them to do. And it's a blessing to be able to pour into you in this format, in this way. I schedule time in my schedule to uh, take time, uh, put it aside, and invest in church leaders leaders to encourage and equip them and doing it through video format, through audio lessons and the people that God has connected me with to influence me to be able to pour those things onto you. It's such a privilege and a blessing. So I just want to tell you that I'm praying for you. I appreciate you tuning in, sharing, uh, writing reviews, letting other people know about this ministry of EE leaders. Uh, It's been such a, a blessing, encouragement to not only those that are listening, but also to me. It helps me schedule in time to invest in my relationship with God, my leadership, uh, and learn and grow right alongside you. So happy that you're here with us. And in today's episode, episode number nine of season five, um, we're going to talk about how ministry is relational. The kingdom of God is relational. You know, one saying that I always have to our church at Redemption Church in Delray Beach is uh, we're about people over programs. Uh, I need to remind myself this often. We have good programs and programs, worship services, these type of things, uh, ministries are important. But it's because it's about people. And oftentimes I can get so tunnel vision into the program or making something work, uh, the system or the planning that I forget. Listen, the reason why I'm doing all this stuff is for people. That's what ministry is. It's serving people and loving people. And so we want to love God and love people well. And so we have these programs to minister to them. And so in this episode, I want us to be reminded of that, that the kingdom of God is relational, that there is minister ministry to be done but it's through you to other people and god is using you in mighty ways and uh he is able to bless um your ministry and what you're doing and the programs you have because it's touching his people and so uh man i have a great leadership lesson for us today someone that's been connected to us for a few years now jerry vaughn he's a missionary and he's traveled all over the world investing in leaders relationally now you may probably not know jerry vaughn you may know glenn schaefer though and glenn schaefer and jerry vaughn are part of the apostolic internationals team network and uh people like dan grittner ron jones are a part of that network jonathan cook uh kindle um so there's all these other people people that I'm sort of relationally connected to in this network and Jerry and Glenn have been serving the Lord together in this sort of relational network for over 30 plus years. Um, we've had Jerry Schaefer or Glenn Schaefer, um, uh, share on the leadership podcast before you can go ahead and check out some of those leadership lessons uh, in our archives. But Jerry, this is his first time on the leadership lessons podcast, but not the first time that he's invested in leaders in this local area in South Florida or across the world. He's been a missionary, him and his wife uh, for many, many, many years. And we've gleaned a lot of wisdom as he's been able to pour into some of the leaders here in South Florida, but also all over the world. And so I'm excited to have him share with you uh, his perspective on this whole idea of how ministry is relational and how, what the Lord had to do in his life to bring him to that point has a beautiful testimony. And I know that you're going to be blessed by it. And so we'll start with his leadership lesson. 
And then we'll jump into uh, an interview with another local guy here in this area that you may be familiar with, Casey Cleveland, uh, talking about relationships and some other important aspects that we want to learn and glean from in this episode. So here is Jerry Vaughn on uh, how the kingdom of God is relational. Hi, I'm Jerry Vaughn, and I'm so thankful to Daniel for inviting me to be here today on this incredible opportunity this vlog to be able to share with you. I have something in my heart that I want to share today that really has become a life message to me. Things I've walked out, things that I have lived through. You know, you hear a lot of talk today about the kingdom of God and embracing the kingdom of God, what that looks like. Uh, but we need to understand that there is an essential foundational element when we talk about embracing the kingdom of God, and that is embracing relationships. To embrace the kingdom of God truly is to embrace relationships. In other words, the kingdom of God is not built organizationally. The kingdom of God is built relationally. One of the greatest blessings in life that God has given us is relationships. But paradoxically, the greatest challenge we have in life is relationships. So relationships are our greatest blessing and yet our greatest challenge. But we have to understand that not only does God speak to us, relate to us relationally, He also uses relationships to deal with us to expose things in us that He wants to heal, to mature us, and to bring us into that place that He has created us to be. God really does desire to do something wonderful through our lives. And when I use the word wonderful, I'm not talking about man's idea of greatness where we're competing with one another or trying to prove something or trying to excel in something. I'm talking about wonderful being that sense of fulfillment and being able to be who God called you to be, to be able to function the way God created you to function. In other words, being comfortable in your own skin and in the identity that you have in God, learning how to flow out of that. I believe that one of the greatest struggles we have today is trying to make things happen. Often, you hear this statement, you need to watch your tongue. How many of us over the years have tried to guard our tongue and so frustrated uh, at letting things slip out of our mouth? And I guess we just overlook what James said because he said the tongue cannot be tamed. And in reality, through your willpower and ability, you can't tame the tongue. One day, as I was reading through the scripture and I was reading what the Lord said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I realized that the tongue is not the issue. The issue is the heart. When the heart is in the right place, the tongue will follow through with that. The tongue will speak what the heart has embedded inside of it. And we have to realize as well that in these relational uh, arenas of our life is where our emotions are going to be exposed. And let me just drop uh, a principle in at this moment. 
Whatever motivates your emotions is what controls your life. Whatever motivates your emotions is what governs you. And so it's real important that we understand and allow by grace the Holy Spirit to be the motivator of our emotions. That's why so many people avoid relationships. It's through relationships that wounds have occurred, pains have occurred. It does not happen with inanimate objects. It happens within the context of relationships, but that's why relationships are so important. I want to talk to you about just a few things dealing with relationships today. And realize this, everything is a process. God has called us to participate with Him, to join with Him as co-heirs. It's a process. Everything that happens in our lives happens from the inside out. And so we are in a process. And until your revelation becomes bigger than your environment, you will always live a life of slavery or a life of containment. In other words, until you get revelation beyond the circumstances of your life, those circumstances will always hold you in bondage. And some of us don't realize it, that even in the context of offense, you know, Jesus said in Luke chapter 17, it's impossible that offenses won't come, but he's telling us how to avoid being offended because we don't realize that when we are offended, we're caught up in a web of deceit and all the gifts and life and power of God in us, even though it's still there, is so subdued. We allowed it to be so subdued by the feelings of these circumstances that we're not even acting or allowing that grace to flow through us and to bring liberty to us. And all of that happens within the context of relationships because it's in relationships where things in our life get exposed. So let me talk to you about this for a moment, what that looks like, because what we're talking about is the essence, really the essence of leadership. And in some form or fashion, all of us are expressing leadership, whether it's in our family, our marriage, or whatever it may be. But essence really means that intrinsic, fundamental nature or indispensable quality of something. So we're talking about something, not the how-to of it, but the essence of it, what flows from within you. In Philippians chapter 2, in verse 13, it says, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. But this verse is what I want to key in on. Philippians 2, 3, Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Now, we can read that. We think that sounds great. But walking that out is another story entirely. How often do we find people that are frustrated, aggravated, wounded, hurt with those in their lives? I'm a missionary. I've traveled to 40 nations around the globe. We've been doing this for 42 years. Oftentimes when I go to a place, I meet people 
and they are very close friends. And when I go back, sometimes they're not even talking to one another. What happened? And the fact is, we need to understand that if there's something in our life that's going to have to be dealt with by God, He usually is going to do that within the context of relationships. So relationships, the way you spell relationships is T-I-M-E. Relationships take time. It's a process because in that process, God is working in you. He's changing your life, remember, from the inside out. So let me just give you a little story, a little background of where I'm coming from because in the mid-80s, we were living in the nation of Panama. And of course, our focus at that time was to grow a big work, to be successful. We had a number of families, missionaries working with us, a number of others, large staff. At that time, we had five Bible schools throughout the nation. We had several churches we had planted. We had two large tents. We were doing tent campaigns. And in everybody's eyes, we were successful. Now, just let me throw this in. You know, I don't believe in the kingdom of God. The Lord is interested in us being focused on success. He's interested in us being fruitful. When we look at the word success, the only way we can determine success is by comparing ourselves with someone else. And Corinthians says it's unwise to compare ourselves among ourselves. But when we're looking at being fruitful, we're looking at being able to do what God has called us to do. Are we being fruitful with what God's given us? It may not be more necessarily than what someone else is doing, but that's not what we're striving for. We're not trying to prove anything or defend anything. We want to be fruitful. We want to be obedient to what God has put inside of us. But at this time, I was striving to be successful. And we had all of these things going on and at one time, we had a friend of mine that came in to the nation of Panama. We were, we were having these great meetings, and he came to me and said, Jerry, I have a prophetic word from you, a word from the Lord, something the Lord has impressed upon my heart to share with you. And he began to prophesy that there was going to be a great increase. Everyone was excited about that word, but I wasn't. I, I was concerned. I wasn't uh, pleased with it. Something was, it was like God was dealing with me about something. So I went home and I continued to pray. And one day I was in the shower and I said, Lord, why is it that I'm uncomfortable with this? And he said, because that word doesn't mean what everybody thinks it means. They think it means an increase in numbers, an increase in success. But the Lord said, I'm talking about an increase inside of you, a shift inside of you, a change inside of you. And, and we need to know, God really does change our world from the inside out. Usually, if we're going through some dealings or some difficult times, it usually means that in the process of time, we're getting ready to go to another level. I remember one time I came back to our work and people in leadership came to me and they were talking about uh, problems that was going on in the work. And I had a pastor friend from the States with me. And, uh, 
And I said, wow, praise the Lord. And he said, why are you praising the Lord? They're just telling you about problems. I said, because God's exposing what's hindering us from going to the next level. And so often we don't realize that when problems arise, situations arise, often it's the hand of God answering your prayer. Someone told me one time, he said, Jerry, we've been praying for a move of God in our work and all we're getting is problems. What's happening? I said, God's answering your prayer. He's exposing the things that's hindering the move of God, the development of God. Going back now into the area of relationship. So Glenn Schaefer and I have worked together for many years, for, you know, 45 years. And, um, you know, and we realize that God is doing some deep dealings in us uh, to be able to, to move forward. So as I began, as I began praying about this, uh, the Lord began talking to us about relationships, the importance of relationships. But let me share with you where I was. I was getting this revelation, but still with the organizational mindset, not a relational mindset. So I received this word. I got excited about it. I went to all of our leadership team and I said, we are going to be relational. <laughs> it was almost like we're going to be relational whether you want to or not. <laughs> and so what I did, I ended up exposing all of them. And rather than have something healthy, it ended up being something very damaging. And I had to learn to walk through this process. And I, I've had leaders say to me at various times, you know, Jerry, I, I'm relational. And I said, tell me what that looks like. Well, I'm calling people on the phone. I'm, I'm being more attentive. Is, is that what relationship is about? Remember the scripture out of Philippians that he said, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another more than yourselves. I think relationship really is about learning how to lay your life down. And I don't think you can do that with willpower. I don't think you have the ability. As a matter of fact, I believe that everything Jesus is requiring of us, he realized it's beyond our physical ability to do this. And it requires total dependence upon him to do it. But remember, the kingdom of God is built relationally. This started in the beginning with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Old Testament gives us an image of them being arm in arm with the face-to-face -face relationship. And they said, let us make man in our image. Let us bring man into this relational union with us. And the only thing that broke that relational union was man. God didn't break that relational union. As a matter of fact, God has never stopped reaching out to man. It wasn't God that ran away from Adam in the Garden of Eden. It was Adam that ran away from God. 
God has always pursued relationship. And then throughout the New Testament, we see Jesus introducing something to the disciples that was very unusual for them. When they said, how do we pray? He said, we pray our Father who is in heaven. He was introducing them once again back to relationship. And let me just say this. Within the relational concept is where God begins to deal with you. I wasn't going to talk about this, but let me just introduce this for just a moment. Uh, that it's in that context that God begins to expose the things in our heart that He desires to heal. Now, if God is exposing something in your heart, He's not doing it to hurt you or to torture you. How do we know if God is exposing something in our heart? Well, years ago there was an author by the name of Jamie Buckingham, and he wrote a book. The truth will set you free, but first it'll make you miserable. <laughs> and oftentimes when things come to us that we disagree with, we're angry with, that upset us, oftentimes it's God trying to show you something. Not necessarily trying to get you to believe what's being said, but he's trying to do a work in your heart. So let me, let me put it like this. And this is all part of of relationship as we go through this step by step, but really your heart can be looked at like a banana, if you please. And when you step on a banana, what comes out is banana, nothing else. I'm not trying to be simplistic, but just to give you a good example. When you step on a banana, banana's what comes out. If it's good banana, that comes out. If it's rotten banana, that's what comes out. When rotten banana comes out of us, when pressure comes to our life, what we usually want to do is to blame the rotten banana on the person applying the pressure. And the reality is they're going to be held accountable for how they applied the pressure. But the only one that's accountable for what came out of us under that pressure is us because it's only exposing what's inside of us. So why does that pressure come to our life? I call it God exposing what He wants to heal. For instance, many of us know we've got wounds inside of us. How do we deal with that? In the context of relationship is where this usually shows up. So God is very interested in us building relationship because that's what the kingdom of God is all about. So in the context of relationships, the scripture says that the wound of a friend is faithful. That means there's going to be honesty there to tell you the truth. In the world we live today, listen to me, everyone is offended. Political, political correctness, Everything that's going on, you almost can't say anything. There's a spirit of an offense everywhere, but that should not be in the church. We need to be able to recognize what this looks like. So if I have a situation in my life and I feel angry, I feel the need to preserve myself or defend myself or make excuses for my actions, to me, 
That is an alarm going off, letting me know that God is trying to expose something in my heart that He wants to heal to bring me into a greater level of wholeness. And if we don't understand that, we will let pain become a wound. And then the wound will become an offense. And the scripture says that offense puts us in a pit of despair when even though we're filled with the life of God, we can experience that because we're allowing those circumstances and those wounds to dominate our life. So in every relationship, there's different levels. Think about this for just a moment. In, in Jesus' life, he's had several levels of relationship. He had the three that he went to the garden with. He had the 12 that he poured his life into. He preached to the 70. He sent the 70 out. And he ministered to the multitude. But he did not share with the multitude what he shared with the 12. And he didn't try to take the 12 to Gethsemane like he did the three. That doesn't make any of them more important than the other one. There are just different levels of responsibility within relationships. In Corinthians, it says that the head of Christ is God and the head of, of uh, man is Christ. Well, let me ask you this question. Who's more important? If God is the, is the head of Christ, who's more important? Neither. It's not talking about importance. It's talking about an order because without Christ, there's no salvation. Without the Father, there's no salvation. It's talking about a form of order, a form of submission, of laying your heart down. And that's what God is wanting from us, is us to be willing to allow Him to do in our hearts what He wants to do and learn how to manage the different relationships that we have in our life. Let me finish up with this today because there's so much, of course, that we could talk about in the various levels of relationship and how to recognize them and manage those in our life. Some have gotten in great trouble because they've tried uh, to be intimate with everybody when God didn't call you to be intimate with everyone and learning how to recognize those relationships. But what I really want to focus in on as we close today is the importance, the intimate importance of relationships in our life. If we're walking in relationship, we're learning how to lay our lives down for one another. And God is going to use that relationship to expose things in our heart that He desires to heal. And the reason for that is so that we can become whole and complete and function the way He has called us to function. Now, you can't do this by willpower, and it's not easy. It really does take the grace of God. So I want to encourage you today, remember, the kingdom of God is built relationally, not organizationally, and relationships take time, and it's through relationships that God uses to help mature you and bring you into that place He desires for you to be. Reach out if you need to and get further information, further assistance, further guidance about what it looks like to grow relationally in the kingdom of God. Can I pray for you? 
Father, I just thank you today for those who are listening. Father, this subject seems to be a wonderful subject. Relationships have become a fad today. But what has happened in the fad is that we take, try to take relationships and place them within that positional structure. And one more time, we experience the lack of intimacy, the pains, the wounds, the offense. And so many people in the body of Christ today walking around wounded and unable to be who you've created them to be. They feel like they have to prove something, earn something, show somebody their worth. And so, Father, I just pray that today you use what was said to help them, but you also use what was said to encourage them to go further in this subject and to embrace this and to have a revelation of what true relationship in the kingdom is all about and to be set free from the fear of relationship and allow you to do a deep work in their lives for your glory and honor in Jesus' name. Thank you so much. Well, what an important reminder, uh, especially for type A tunnel vision leaders like myself that get so caught up in vision and planning and programs that, man, the kingdom of God is relational. We're investing in people. Uh, and man, it is so important to not just love God, but love people. And what a blessing it is to be able to love God's people. Uh, and he is able to use people to love and invest in us. And so I pray that these leadership lessons that I'm bringing you actually are a blessing to you. Uh, if you ever want to get connected with some of these leaders that I'm connected with, man, feel free to reach out to me. My email is daniel at eeleaders.com. Or of course you could hit me up on social. Uh, I'm connected now with EE leaders, uh, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, those type of mediums, uh, YouTube, make, uh, comments, uh, write something in the comment. And I'd love to connect you with them. Uh, another, person that God has connected me with here in our area that I have a great relationship with is Pastor Casey Cleveland. He is the lead pastor of the Avenue Church, and we actually serve here in South Florida together, Delray Beach, Florida. And I thought, what a perfect uh, time to introduce to you this interview that I had with Casey um, about just relationships and um, listening to God and being active and serving his people and just had a great time uh, interviewing him. This was supposed to be for my Patreon page, which is another uh, community of leaders that I'm investing in strategically. I'm putting extra exclusive bonus content in that uh, community and in that page, giving you resources, digital assets, those type of things. But I wanted to bring out this Patreon interview for this episode because of the subject matter and how connected Casey and I are. He's a dear friend. We've known each other since I moved to Delray over 12 years ago now, or around 12 years. Um, we've been serving the Lord here in this city and done a lot of different stuff together and, uh, have grown together. And we actually did this interview, uh, while I was, um, uh, broke my ankle and while I was sort of, uh, preparing and planning and couldn't do very much stuff. Uh, in our local church because I couldn't move around. Um, this is why the video is a little messed up um, and it was an experiment, but it was a good experiment to have Casey here, a good brother and a good friend. He came over to the house, did some recording and we just talked and chatted and I was like, hey man, we got 15 minutes. Let's just put the 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 camera up and talk about uh, what you just shared. And of course he did uh, episode 
Uh, I think two, I believe on active listening. Um, and you can check out that interview or that leadership lesson on the archives as well. But I wanted to give you this interview as we continue to dig, dig, uh, deeper and dive deeper into this subject of relational ministry. Uh, Casey and I have been connected relationally. We've done a lot of different things, but I truly love this brother. And we serve the Lord together in the city and, uh, for God's kingdom, for his glory. And so here's this interview I had with Casey Cleveland and uh, I'll hit you guys up and talk to you a little bit more after the interview. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Patreon page. We have another great conversation with a good friend, Pastor Casey Cleveland, uh, that serves at the Avenue Church here in our beloved city, Delray Beach. And uh, we're keeping it tight. We're keeping it close, right? Here we are. That's right. Uh, and On the today, inside and out. Look at us, man. Oh man, it's just amazing. I love it. I love these conversations because it's especially the ones I have done. It's like, it's so close recording because I still got that broken ankle. I'm still immobile. <laughs> so you're like not only going to be interviewed, but you've already been a help in the production side. Anyway, hey. John 17 has no boundaries. That's right. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about and continue to talk about uh, the importance of relationship, of having healthy relationships with other churches and church leaders. And I couldn't think of a better person to speak on this than another pastor in my area, Casey Cleveland, who has welcomed me into this city. I mean, you sort of grew up in South Florida here, right? That's right. Delray Beach moved here when I was five and 48. You know, so, uh, yeah. you know, uh, been here several, several years. Yeah. And a lot of people, they come in and out. And I was one of those guys that came in uh, from the Pacific Northwest to plant. You had planted about three years before. And uh, do you remember when we first met? Um, just sort of the conversation, how I reached out to you and just sort of that memory. I do. And it's a really convicting memory that actually was a game changer for me because uh, my first uh, response, I believe, was more th feeling threatened and like, man, we're the like the younger kind of like cool church in Delray. And then here comes this guy from like out west. And I didn't exactly know what to do with all that. And we had one of the pastors uh, on staff with us at the time uh, who really challenged us and said, like, why don't we give him the better land? Like, like, why are we trying to to have a mindset of, you know, ba basically he just encouraged us to like, look at the Bible and, and, and like live the Bible. And it was so awesome because that was a huge shift for me. I was like, yeah, like, why are we seeing this as competition? Like, this is, this is our brother and, um, this is our family. And, uh, and that was actually a pivotal moment, uh, of repentance and, and change that God brought. Yeah. And we've done over the years, uh, a lot of partnership as well. Like it, it led from a conversation that humility uh, I love what the Word of God says that when we humble ourselves, He mm. pours out grace, mm -hmm. and He's blessed uh, the Avenue Church in Delray Beach and um, just all the stuff that you guys have done. But He's blessed uh, our church as we walk together. Um, even before hitting record, we were talking about the next event we're doing together. Yeah, that's right. We've done uh, mental health events together. Mm -hmm. um, we've helped uh, plant and serve other pastors, and just sort of like welcome other people in. Can you explain a little bit about uh, the cohort that we're a part of as far as like just what that looks like and what we do sort of behind the scenes with welcoming other pastors in our area? Yeah, for sure. So we're a part of uh, a movement called Church United and Church United has a few uh, cohorts. They're called uh, soul care cohorts. And basically Daniel and I uh, are a part of it. And uh, I would say like you're, you know, like definitely one of the, one of the pillars of it. Um, and, what we're able to do is invite local uh, 
planters or even pastors. We've got one one guy who's past, pastoring a church that's been around for over 100 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have uh, planters that uh, many of whom uh, are in their planting journey uh, younger than us in the sense of like, you know, you're 10 years, we're 12 years. These guys are maybe two years or three or, you know, um, but, the, but we, we just uh, create a space of welcome and uh, openness uh, for these guys where we, we break bread, have some, have some lunch and uh, allow them to know that we're championing them, we're for them. And, uh, and then we're also, not only are we able to be vulnerable with one another, but we're also able to be missional and, and come together on different events or different initiatives uh, where we feel God's moving. Yeah. Now, why is that important for you personally to lead that group of a group of pastors to get together and really just build relationship and um, welcome and unity and love? A couple of reasons, like I love Jesus, um, and and it's really important to him. Yeah. So I'm not. It's the same reason that why I adopted kids. Like I don't necessarily have a huge heart for kids, or like I didn't grow up it, like in love with the capital C church. I I was kind of in love maybe with my lowercase C local church. And but like the more you follow Jesus, the more you love Jesus, you start to love the things he loves, right? Uh-huh. And so so. Number one, that's it. And then number two is I love seeing lost people get saved. And I I don't know if there's a more central strategy to evangelism than church unity. If you look at John 17, right? Yeah. And you look at like they that we that they would be one father so that the world would know you sent me. I just see like, man, that's so like evangelistic in in the unity. And then and then third is like I love you. I love these guys. I love being with you. You know, like you're a refreshing spot uh, for me in, in, in sometimes what can be like the grind. Um, You know, it's, it's nice to come into the same team. Yeah. It's much better to do things together. Right. Right. And then then we're just better. Like you're so creative and, and you have like this apostolic perspective and it's awesome to get around that because it helps lift your eyes and your creativity when you're around people who have gifts different than you. Yeah. And I think, Hopefully you guys can get the um, the love, the joy that we have just being around with one another. I know that for most pastors, we love being around one another, mm-hmm. but it's just really hard. Yeah. Because we're really busy. Even yeah. right now, it's like, okay, we got to do it in yeah, 13 exactly. minutes because I got another appointment. You got another appointment. Exactly. And so um, how are you intentional to uh, make time, make space? Let me give you an example. For mm-hmm. me and my schedule, I've heard it said that like a pastor should tie 10% of their time mm. to the city. And so like once a week, I'm always like, who, who am I, who's on my prayer list as far as other pastors? How can I take someone out to coffee? Even if it's just a simple call or a text. I want to be actually, I have to be actually intentional, write it down, make plans for that um, to systematically have that fruit and that joy. Well, what about you? What are some things that you do uh, as far as like, I don't know, just trying to intentionally and systematically um get together with people and stuff like that. I'm going to show you right here. So if you're listening, you're going to miss out. I'll use my words, but uh, it's just right here. Um, And you can see that's my calendar. And then if I were to scroll up today, um, you're going to see connect with soul care pastors. That's you. That's that's the other guys in our cohort. So it's, it's like time blocked in Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, I said I wasn't like, I'm just not naturally that loving and kind, caring, but like (laughs) if I systematically put it in there, like, I mean, I love doing it. It's just that life gets busy. And so practically speaking, it's time blocked in. And then obviously the 
that we have a once a month lunch where we where we get to enjoy one another's company and things like that, which is also time blocked in. But but I, I just find that um, if I time block it in, and then if I do what we just talked about in the other segment, if I listen to the voice of the Lord and I mm-hmm. go slow enough, then I then I'm slow enough to actually stop and send you that text and say, hey, how's your ankle, man? Yeah, how's, you know. So. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, I think it'd be helpful for some of us to hear some of the ways that we have partnered. And they're very unusual. It's not just like we've done 21 days of prayer and fasting, Mm -hmm. um, but we've done a lot of different things throughout the years. And I'd like to get a little bit more personal. I'll share one story to start. Yeah. Um, You may not even know this, but it's it's a pretty cool story. I'm ready. So I was hanging out with a couple of pastors, uh, one pastor, assistant pastor um, uh, at our church, and then uh, another pastor that came in, many of you may know him, Pilgrim Benham, a good friend of mine. He's spoken on the Leadership Lesson podcast before. I was a little stressed about money. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've always been a small fellowship. Outside support's been important to us, those type of things, and still continue to do so. And uh, this is an honest story, and I just want to see, I want you to just get the first reactions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was hanging out, and um, I was stressed. It was the end of the year. It was about this, I think it was the end of the year. I think because in my mind, I was like, we are behind budget. And Lord, I just need $5,000. Mm. I need to just pay these bills. I need to be on budget for the year. And I don't know if it was the end of the year, but I just re- remember that. And I had two pastors to witness this. And we're hanging out. He's coming from the West Coast of Florida. But I was so stressed. I said, guys, I'll be right back. I'm going to go pray. I need, I need some money. I'm going to go pray. I just, I'm going to go pray around my block. I'm going to ask God for some money and we're just going to get to it and we're going to hang out. Kid you not, right? So then I, I walk around my neighborhood, which I do often. I prayed. I, I petitioned for God. I went to the mailbox. It was a check for $5,000. That, that check was from the Avenue Church. Come on, bro. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. An amazing story, right? Dude, that's amazing. Isn't that awesome? Oh my goodness. I, I mean, obviously you knew that you gave me that check. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know, did you remember, I don't even remember, It was it December-ish time? I don't, I don't I, know. I don't know. I just know it wasn't humid. I know yeah. it was around budget time, yeah. whatever. I just know I needed that money and I was behind and I was like, how are we going to pay for this stuff? And I was so stressed that I just said, I'm going to stop. And I literally told them. And when I came back, both of these guys were Bro, just that's, amazed That's that. That's insane. It's incredible. That's well, you you <laughs> you have your own stories. Hey, tell tell them the story oh about tell them the story about partnering and where you guys are meeting at right now. One, one person in our cohort, a guy we love, Pastor Vince, uh, is a pastor at a Lutheran Church. And just mm-hmm. explain a little bit, real quick, uh, just about how you partner with him. Yeah. So um, you know, we're twelve years in, no building. We we don't there, we don't own anything. You know, so yeah. it's like that's you know part of the part of the roll down here. I don't know if that's a South Florida thing or that's just a church plan, whatever. But that's cool. Like, um, and so we're all you know, space is important to us. And uh, anyways, um, you know, one of one of our pastors uh, at the time developed just a, an acquaintance with Pastor Vince, and um, we got invited onto campus and. You know, it was kind of like, hey, there's office space here. There's space to rent if you want to have worship service here or whatever. And it was like, 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 okay. Um, it, it was almost like they were pursuing us. And you know how it is, Daniel, like when you, when it's, you're, it's hard to get space here in our city. We like have to hustle. We're yeah. always the pursuers, like knocking yeah. on doors. Uh-huh. And it was like, this pastor was knocking on our door. It was, it was so, you know, Keller says we live in the upside down kingdom, uh-huh. you know, like it was upside down. And so anyways, uh, to, to just to sh- 
short in the story, it was like, man, okay, we'll do some office stuff. We did that for a while, and they had a gymnasium for us to rent and like kids' rooms for us to use. It was like this perfect, um, the perfect storm, if you will, where elements came together. But it was a perfect storm for the kingdom, where um, everything worked out. And and when you ask Pastor Vince his heart behind it, is he'll say we were we weren't looking for a tenant, we were looking for a partner. Yeah. And uh, they had resources that we needed. We had like excitement and passion for the city and things like that, that that would help and bless them. And now we have two, well, let's see, we have four churches that meet at the same campus. Um, Recovery Church, Delray, um, Power Evangelism, uh, Trinity Lutheran Church, which is the church that actually owns the stuff. They're, they're over 100 years old. And then the Avenue Church. And, and what we've done with Trinity is the Lord's brought us so deep into like answering his John 17 prayer is uh, we have two Sunday morning services that are different. We're still, we'll still our church and they're still their church, uh, but we've combined uh, children's ministry and we do that at the 1030 together. We've yeah. Com- so you guys are in the gym. Yep. They're in the sanctuary. That's and right. then you guys have combined. That's right. Children's ministry. It's cr- if you try to find your spot on campus, it's crazy. It's, yeah. I'm not going to lie, yeah. but, but we've got signs with arrows that go different directions. <laughs> and then we've also combined our, our student ministries. Yeah. And, uh, and so we're just living, trying to live out the, with the bumps and bruises that come along with trying to do family where we, tr- the good and the bad, the ugly, it all comes together, but like God's writing this beautiful story. And, uh, and that's some of what it looks like. Yeah. You know, because there was a season that we actually got kicked out of our building. We met on Trinity as well. Make it five, that. make it five. That's right. And you know, what's crazy is right now we're got kicked out of another school cause of COVID and we went to Barwick Baptist road church. Yeah. yeah. Mike, the pastor there saw the unity in our mm. church and saw, particularly he knew us, and he saw us go to there on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. which, by the way, Trinity's Lutheran uh, worship leader moved. So mm-hmm. then we stepped in on Sundays to help yep. them out. Yep. He saw all that unity going on. He asked God at a prayer, and he said, Lord, I would love to use our campus for that. When COVID hit, mm. now we're a catalyst, and we had we had a church plan on Saturday at his campus. Yep. We had... Uh, uh, his at the morning cornerstone at yes. 1230 us at five. Yeah. It's just like, it snowballs in That's our community. It. It's That's just it. amazing That's it. to be able to see like the unity and stuff like that. And so, so it's like nobody has anything, but, but everything, everybody has everything they need. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's only like two owners of properties, but like, <laughs> yeah. but like God's just done this really cool, like move in our midst. So basically if you're listening and you need property, move to Delray. We got yeah, a space well, for you. You know, I've been trying to get a Sunday morning spot for the last uh, <laughs> year and it's been closed doors, but True. That's okay, sure. because God works in these unusual ways. And John 17, or being unified, I know it's an unusual thing in the church world, in our connection. Uh, we tend to be more tortorial, mm. building up our churches. But is a, it, you get refreshed when you water other people. When you, It's better to give than to receive, like Jesus said. And it's so great to be able to serve with you in Delray and to have these stories and to share this community. And um, you know, rather than just saying, hey, this is important, I, mm. I wanted to show you guys some fruit of actually walking in unity. The Lord says he commands a blessing um, when we walk in unity. And so what will be some like final word of encouragement for us? Just the importance of relationships, of unity with other churches, church leaders, how significant that is. Like what advice or wisdom, counsel, encouragement do you have for those listening that just want to take steps to do that and um, are inspired by this? Yeah, so just to reemphasize what you said, I mean, um, I think it's in the in the book of Psalms that God says, where where brothers and sisters dwell in unity, there he commands a blessing. So mm-hmm. he's like bound to bless this yeah. when we take these steps. And so, I mean, if, if that's not encouragement right there, like knowing that you are going to receive like a bountiful a blessing 
if you're if you just begin to take those steps is is huge um and and so yeah let me be encouraged if you love lost people take a step towards another pastor like just go get coffee and it matters evangelistically yeah. uh, if you love the lord do the same thing because it's like it's like it it's uh it's endearing to his heart um and then you know just uh, it's it's so good for your soul to to be with another pastor and to uh, just see churches come together whether whether it's worship nights or, or whatever because it's like it, it's almost like there's um, Andrew Murray says that the promises it's as if the promises of God are waiting on the prayers of God's people hmm. and I would say uh, I would add to that not that I really want to add anything to what Andrew Murray says but like. Yeah. Um, there, the promises of God are, are also waiting on the partnerships of God's people. Like if, if like there's, there's unspoken things, like you had some prophecy that you shared about this city that I believe um, is, is like uh, it's hinging on the continuation of partnerships, Yeah, not any one church. And so then practically speaking, um, I would just say, man, just like this week, just this week, just go get coffee with another pastor and hear their story, ask some well-informed questions, and then just just know that there's blessing coming because you you were really willing to reach out. And then maybe publicly, secondly, in, in Sunday service, pray for another church. Yeah. See what happens. Awesome. Well, man, I appreciate your time. We're off to our next meetings, but I'm glad that we had a little short conversation and we'll keep the conversation going. Uh, this is what I'm trying to do is record these conversations because I think they're fruitful, they're fun, and... Uh, you know, every once in a while, I could surprise my friends and tell them some cool stories. That's it, man. Man, we have stories for, for days. We're, we're super blessed to be able to serve one another, and I love you, and just publicly want to make sure people know that, and I uh, appreciate serving Jesus with you here in Delray Beach, man. Likewise. I love you. I honor you, value you, and uh, I'm, I'm inspired by you. Awesome. Guys, talk to you soon. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview and the leadership lesson of this episode, thinking about how relationships matter. And uh, usually I try to keep these episodes around an hour, but I'm going to cut it a little short today because relationships do matter. I want to practice what I preach. I'm going on vacation. You guys doing that summer vacation? That's right. Uh, it's happening for me. Uh, I'm taking a three week vacation with my family, two and a half weeks ish, and um, spending time with them, enjoying life and being able to invest in the relationships God has given me. Uh, that's one thing I really do want to take seriously is those relationships God has given to me as a gift or grace uh, to be able to steward those well. And so I got to record two episodes in this one film session in this time that I have scheduled. So I wanted to end uh, this episode by just saying thanks so much for being in a relationship with me. Thanks so much for allowing me to spend time with you, uh, even though it's through a format of video or audio. I know that your time is valuable, and so I appreciate uh, you being able to listen, to come back, to let other people know about this podcast, and uh, I really appreciate just all that you're doing for the Lord. And so I hope my relationship with you, uh, being the host of this podcast, has blessed you, has served you well, and I'm going to get into the next episode because I'm about to go on vacation and I don't want to work. I want to spend time with my family. Remember guys and girls, spend time with your family, invest in your family, love your children well, love your wife and your husband well. Uh, man, what a blessing it is to be able to love God, love the people he's put in our lives and to do this well. And so wherever you're at, whether you be watching this uh, as it comes out over the summer or later in the archives, I pray that you invest in your relationships well. And that's what I plan to do as I continue to pour into you and the people that God has placed in my life. God bless you guys. I'm praying for you and uh, we'll see you in the next episode.